0: In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, I'd like to discuss what is the definition of a Republican? In other words, when someone tells you that they're running for office as a Republican, do you think that means something? Does the word tell you something about that candidate? And when you vote for them, do you trust that they hold to that given definition? We'll talk about this and more on today's Rebellion. Welcome to today's show. Thanks for listening in to the Rebellion. By the way, before I get into the program for the day, I want to give you an update on the number of listens that we've had this month. You know, we were running around 50,000 per month for a couple months on end there, and then we bumped up close to 60,000 last month. It looks like we're on track to surpass that for the month of February we might actually knock on the door of 70,000 listens for this month. So thank you so much. And this is happening because you support us. You are copying and pasting a link to your favorite episode of The Rebellion into your social media, and you're encouraging other people to listen in, and it's working. So please continue to do that. Please listen and then Please promote The Rebellion by sending your favorite episode out via Facebook, Twitter, MeWe, Gab, Gitter, whatever. Whatever social media you use, send it out there for other people to, um, to listen to. And encourage them to join in on The Rebellion on a routine basis. And remember that if you would like to subscribe, I obviously encourage you to do so. And you can do that by going to patreon.com backslash D R E V E R E T T P I P E R. That's patreon.com backslash Dr. Everett Piper. Let's take a break, and when I get back, I'll remind you what the topic for the day is, and then we're going to discuss that topic, and in a broader context, we're going to talk about the definition of words and why it matters. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion, and I'll be right back in a couple minutes. Welcome back to the show. Well, as I said in the introduction, today I'd like to talk about the definition of what it means to be a Republican. You know, words matter. The definition of words matter. And it really bothers me when somebody claims to be something that they're not. When somebody says that they're a black person and they're lying, they're, they're not. Like this Rachel, what was her name? Dizelle from uh, Washington state who claimed that she was African American for years and then come to find out she was lying about it she's not she has no African American blood in her family she's caucasian she's white she was lying when elizabeth warren said that she was native american and we found out that that was not true that tells you a lot about the person it's called cultural appropriation that's what the left the progressives talk about all the time and and frankly they've got a point you Shouldn't say things about yourself that are not accurate. You shouldn't appropriate unto yourself things that aren't true. You shouldn't pretend to be native if you're not native. You shouldn't pretend to be black if you're not black. You shouldn't pretend to be a woman if you're not a woman. And you shouldn't pretend to be a Republican if you're not. And that's the topic of today's show. Definitions. The definitions of words matter. Matter. And if you are claiming to be something, but yet you do not abide by the definition of that word, you are either gravely mistaken, or you're a liar, or maybe both. You know, in my first book, Why I'm a Liberal and Other Conservative Ideas, where I was trying to make the argument that as a conservative I'm more classically liberal than my left-of-center counterpart, that I believe in liberty, I believe in freedom— I believe in these things more than the progressives do because I'm fighting for them. I'm defending them. I'm putting my career on the line all of the time for academic liberty, intellectual freedom, and constitutional rights. I'm telling the government to stay out of our business. I believe in a liberal arts education. I believe in a classically liberal government, meaning... The government should stay as far away from the people as it possibly can. It should only be empowered to do the absolutely necessary things. And all else should be liberally left to the citizens to run their own lives. That's what a classical liberal is. So when I talked about why I'm a liberal, I was trying to reclaim the high ground of the definition of that word that it means something, it's defined as something, and progressives just can't twist it and manipulate it and steal it like they have unless we let them. So again, I'm going to say it, and I said it in my book, Why I'm a Liberal and Other Conservative Ideas. Words mean something. We are human beings. We're not animals. And because we're human beings, we, we stand alone in all of creation as that one thing that uses language... Language, words, is our primary method of communication. We don't bark. We don't growl. We don't grunt. We talk. We communicate. We use language. We debate and we argue. We make speeches and we deliver sermons. We teach lessons. I mean, all of us, all of us pontificate and preach and proclaim. We we espouse liberal and conservative ideas, and we do so ad infinitum. I couldn't even say what I just said in the last paragraph unless it was self-evident that my point is accurate and true. Words have definitions, and if they didn't, you wouldn't have understood a single thing I just tried to communicate with you. Now, when it comes to our bigger ideas, we defend them with emotion and passion and anger and indignation because those words and those ideas have definitions, and we don't like people compromising them. We want to have confidence in our words. And we resist any attempt by somebody else to co-opt or twist or manipulate the meaning of our words. It, It irritates you, doesn't it, when somebody tries to put words in your mouth and say you said something that you didn't say. And the reason you're irritated is they're trying to steal the definition of your communication and they're trying to twist it and manipulate it in a way that you know is not true. So my point is this. I'm going to repeat it. Words mean something and we defend them and their definitions with tenacity. If, if the words that people use deceive, we call them lies. If they embolden, we call those words inspiring. If the words make promises, we call those things contracts. Words mean something. I'm saying it over and over again because definition matters. Meaning matters. And words have meanings and definitions. And if history shows us anything, if the lessons of history tell us anything, it's this, that words have the power to build nations. Words have the power to define religions and inspire revolutions. Words need to be defended. If they're true, And they need to be refuted if they're false. Now, you may say, duh, Piper, that all makes a lot of sense. Why are you making such a big stink about this? Well, it's because we live in a day where people are turning the definition of words upside down. At at will. We used to think that the word change meant something. Until Obama co-opted it and started talking about hope and change, but they were meaningless concepts. It didn't mean anything. He allowed you to pour into that glass of change any definition that you wanted. As long as you voted for him, he didn't care. Likewise with choice. Change used to mean something. Choice used to mean something. Well, now change and choice mean something quite different than what you thought they meant. Choice today is synonymous with the right to kill your child. It's not the simple definition of making a choice as to, what kind of food you're going to have, or where you're going to go to church, or or or, or what restaurant you may choose to uh, to go to tomorrow or the next day, or, or what airline you use when you when you choose to go on a trip. Those are choices. But today, pro-choice means pro-death. You think you should have the right to choose to kill another human being, the youngest among us, because you find that person inconvenient, and therefore you should have the right to choose to get rid of that person. Very different definition, isn't it? In words like green, green used to be a color, and now it's a political agenda associated with environmentalism. Gay used to mean happy, joyful, and now it's synonymous with sexual license. Left and right and toleration and integration, discrimination, all of these words have been changed. They've been manipulated. They've been turned on their ear. And even words like liberal and conservative, Democrat and Republican. If they're left untended, if we just let people dink around with them and play with the definitions, sooner or later, we're going to wake up to find that those words, liberal, conservative, Democrat, and Republican, have been inexplicably Stolen. Those words have been stolen to defend concepts and defend candidates that are quite contrary to what we thought just yesterday those words meant. Here's, here's my point. We live in the reddest of red states. I've said that before. Oklahoma. I've said before. That in four successive presidential elections, Oklahoma has not voted blue. Not one county in Oklahoma has voted blue. So what does that tell you about the pragmatic reality of politics in Oklahoma? Well, it tells you this. If you're a person who has political ambition, if you want to run for office, your chances of getting elected are a lot greater if you put an R next to your name rather than a D, right? Yeah. I mean, the statistics are what they are. Oklahoma is a red state. Not one county has voted blue in four successive presidential elections. So if you want to get get elected, especially when you know that a lot of people go into the voting booth and they just vote the party line, they vote the party ticket, they don't even consider the individual candidates. They just vote Democrat or they vote Republican. It takes less time, it's a lot easier, and they leave. So if you have political ambitions, which initial do you want by your name? Probably the Republican, right? Now, here's the problem. A lot of people that put that R next to their name don't subscribe to the definition of the R. They just don't. And there is a definition. I'm not making it up. It's called the Republican platform. It's pro-life. It's pro-traditional marriage. It's pro-small government. It is pro-traditional morality. You know this. I mean, Republicans get maligned for being prudes. Republicans get maligned for being sticks in the mud. Uh, I've been called a right-wing religious wingnut in the political arena. But the irony is I've been called that by a person who claims to be a Republican. Now, shouldn't that cause you to raise an eyebrow when you hear that? Why in the world would a Republican who supposedly subscribes to the conservative Republican platform, call anyone, whether they're running against him or not, a right-wing religious wingnut. Doesn't that tell you that that person that's throwing around those names and making those accusations is probably more of a Democrat than he is a Republican? I mean, stop and think about it. Is it possible that the person who is running for office and is making those claims and is maligning other people as being too religious and right-wingers and wing wingnuts, overly, overly prudish, overly conservative, uh, keep-your-church-out-of-the-politics type person. Doesn't that sound more like a Democrat making those claims than it would be a Republican? Doesn't it make you question whether or not you're being told the truth? Here's another one. I know of another politician, person that's running for political office, who has pornography posted on his Facebook page. I've had people send me screenshots of it. (laughs) I've got got the screenshots. But yet this person is running as a Republican candidate. And he's got pornography. He's got pictures of himself in drag. He's got pictures of himself in adult uh, bookstores, stores, whatever it is, with sex toys that he's showing off for the camera. And he's out there posting this stuff. Now, is that what you expect to get when you vote for a Republican? Or do you feel like you're being deceived? Are you being lied to? These are important questions. If you found out that a Republican, for example, was a closeted uh, homosexual, would you have problems with that? Would you vote for the person if you knew that? Now, some people listening might say, well, yeah, I would. But is that consistent with what the Republican platform says. And if the person thinks it is consistent, why is he still keeping it in the closet? He must understand that it would be detrimental to his career. Or in this day and age, he would be celebrated by the left if he came out, but he doesn't. Why? Is it possible that you're being deceived? Is it possible? These are the types of things that you need to ask yourself when you're considering the definition of what it means to be a Republican. You know very well that just because somebody claims to be something doesn't make it so. If you grew up in the church like I did, you've heard this old saying a thousand times over. Just because you're born in the garage doesn't make you a car. And that saying was used to describe the uh, the superficial Christianity that existed in the church, where a lot of people would say that they were Christian because they they were born in the church, that they'd gone to church from the cradle on, that they were in church Wednesday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night. They were born in the church, therefore they're a Christian. And the rebuttal to that, logically so, was no, no. Just because you're in the church, born in the church, attend the church, live in the church, doesn't make you a Christian any more than being born in the garage makes you a car. Your location really doesn't mean anything. There's more to the definition of Christianity than your location. There's more to the definition of being a car than your location. There's definition to Christianity. There's definition to being an automobile. And location doesn't necessarily change that. Where you choose to park yourself really has nothing to do with the definition of those words. Do you get my point? So when I challenged Pete Buttigieg during the presidential campaign, and I said, no, you don't get to define your own Christianity, Mayor Pete. You don't get to decide the definition of orthodox Christianity. When you're embracing ideas and when you're living a lifestyle, ideas that are antithetical and opposite to the orthodoxy of the church, of the faith, and of the Bible, and likewise a lifestyle that contradicts all of the same, as well as the teachings of Saint Paul Saint Peter, Saint Jude Saint Matthew Mark Luke and John and Jesus himself if you're not living within their definition of Christianity I have to rightfully raise my hand and say wait a second why are you choosing that label because I don't think that word thinks I don't think that word means what you think it means and another example Bruce Jenner I mean, just because he says he's a woman doesn't make it so. He's not. Bruce Jenner is a man, pure and simple. And he even knows it because he's arguing against transgender intrusion into female sports. He's the one arguing right now that men have an advantage. And who is he saying these men are? Transgendered men. Biological men that are intruding into female sports and thereby have an advantage because of their physiological structure, are dominating those sports. And Bruce Jenner is one that's raising his hand and saying, wait a second, I don't think that word means what you think it means. The irony here is so rich. uh, We live in a confused world. But on that issue of concern, Bruce Jenner is right. He apparently fails to see the irony Of his condemnation of male athletes participating in female sports, while he, as a male, participates, appropriates unto himself female culture and female identity. You can't make this stuff up. Here's my point I'm going to go back to the beginning of the show. Words matter, words have definitions. And if you're going to claim to be a Democrat, be a Democrat. What do Democrats believe? Well, as far as I know, they believe in bigger government rather than small. They believe in higher taxes rather than less. They believe in pro-choice, i.e., the right to terminate a baby up until it's nine months um, old in gestation. They think these things are okay. They think these things are a moral good. Democrats celebrate the rainbow agenda, LGBTQIA, Democrats embrace critical theory, critical race theory. Democrats defend and champion Black Lives Matter and the neo-Marxist assumptions to all of the above. This is part and parcel of the Democrat Party. We know this. They say it. They don't even hide it any longer. They're proud of it. So if you're going to be a Democrat, don't you have to subscribe to those things? And if you don't, why are you saying you're a Democrat? Why? I want to know. Is it because you only subscribe to one or two or three of those things, and therefore that makes you a Democrat? Well, I have to ask you a question. If you only subscribe to one or two of those things that I just rattled off, then why do you continue to identify with a party that embraces all of it? All of it. Why don't you go find a different home? Now, if you do that and you go to the Republican Party honestly, because you actually have decided that you believe in its declared values, then good for you, we applaud you. That's what Ronald Reagan did. That's what Gene Kirkpatrick did. I'm the recipient of the Jean Kirkpatrick Academic Freedom Award. I'm the recipient. I hold the title to that award, and I'm proud of it because Gene Kirkpatrick recognized that her worldview as a Democrat was broken. She repented of that, basically, and converted to being a Republican because she knew that those ideas worked better. But she embraced the new ideas. She didn't have porn out there on her Facebook page. Ronald Reagan didn't do that. He didn't call Christians right-wing religious wing nuts. No, Ronald Reagan converted to the Republican Party because he embraced its values and he championed them. Proudly so. He didn't belittle the party's principles and the party's platform. And people within the party that actually believed in those things, Ronald Reagan and Gene Kirkpatrick and these people that have converted to the Republican Party did so proudly and boldly, and they proved in their lives and their, and, and their, their daily walk that they meant it. They didn't walk into Republican events like the one that I was at this week in Pahuska, Oklahoma. They didn't walk into events like that with... Ruth Bader Ginsburg t-shirts on that had rainbow colors boldly flying. I mean, my land, if you're a Republican, why in the world would you be part and parcel of that? That's not the platform. Those aren't Republican values. That's not what we're about. And I can tell you this, when people go to the voting booth, they don't think that's who they're voting for. And that's what really ticks me off. I actually did my dissertation at Michigan State University on this topic. I did it on the definition of words. Now, I didn't do it on the definition of being a Republican. I did it on the definition of evangelical Christian. And the reason I did that is I worked within Christian colleges and universities, and I knew that many of these schools promoted themselves, advertised themselves as being evangelical, conservative, biblical, And I knew that they were getting thousands and thousands of students and thousands of thousands of moms and dads to spend a lot of money to go to these schools because they assumed that the words evangelical Christian meant something. They assumed they were getting a given product. And you know what? These Christian colleges knew what image they were portraying. They knew it. It, they knew that they were leading their customers to believe that the product would be X, Y, and Z. But I knew from the inside that when the student got there, the product wasn't X, Y, and Z. It was A, B, C, and D. It was something totally different than what the four-color brochure implied, what the T-shirt implied, what the label Implied. In other words, there wasn't much truth in advertising. So my entire doctoral research was on this subject. And it, it, the irony here is this you're being played. These Christian college parents and students were being played. When they went there, they thought that the school believed in biblical inerrancy, they thought that the school held to the traditional sexual ethic of the Bible. They thought that professors would avoid using Jesus's name in vain. They thought that the school would be pro-life. They didn't know that there would be faculty that would be the exact opposite. They didn't know they'd run into faculty that would challenge them by using the Lord's name in vain. They didn't know that there would be certain faculty that would be apologizing for and promoting LGBTQIA and pro-choice agendas, and that every progressive movement that came down the pike, these faculty would stumble over themselves to embrace and champion and run after the popularity that they so desired to have within the broader academy and the ivory tower. I knew that the parents were clueless about that, and this, they were spending thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of dollars for something that wasn't, wasn't even there. There was a lie. And you're doing the same thing. You're doing the same thing. You're walking into the voting booth, and you're assuming that the guy or the woman that declared themselves to be a Republican is one just because they said so. It's not true, folks. It's not true. And the problems we're having in Oklahoma City right now prove my point. And when I'm getting friends of mine that are sending me screenshots of Republican candidates in porn shops, and when I'm... (laughs) When I'm in a meeting where somebody walks in with a Ruth Bader Ginsburg rainbow shirt on, I'm thinking, oh my land, how in the world could anybody claim to be a Republican and align with that? And how in the world could anybody claim to be a Republican and make fun of conservative Christians? And how in the world could anybody claim to be a Republican and vote for pro-choice rather than pro-life? And how in the world could anybody claim to be a Republican and be out of compliance with the biblical sexual ethic and hide it in their closet because they don't want their constituents to know. Words matter. Definitions matter. And when people take those definitions and mislead you, deceive you, and appropriate unto themselves an identity that is not accurate and is not true, it's called something. It's called lying. You need to do your research. Don't just walk into the voting booth. And vote for somebody just because they have an R next to their name. Because quite frankly, that means nothing. That means nothing. Anybody can do that. There's no law that stops them from doing so. Anybody can put an R next to their name, but it doesn't make them one. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.